Hello, hello there. My name is Moine, my co-host Corey. We are the real guys, and this is the real show with two ears. Today, are you rushing or are you dragging? As always, I'm Quinn, my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent. It's nice to see you today. It's also nice to see you on our video version. Yes, you can watch our video version on YouTube, or you can listen to us on Amazon, Spotify, Pod- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes. You listen to us there as well. Very exciting times. Mm. Happy Easter, Corey. Correct. Happy Easter. It's right around that time. The bunnies are out to play. Yep. Easter rabbit. Yep. You can play Hunt the Onion in the garden. It's the fun times are here. Correct. But you know what's not fun, Corey? Mm-hmm. Not fun is being pressured by a drum teacher because you can't play that one song. You're trying to tip-tap on the drums. It's not working for you. Exactly. No one likes a, a shouty professor. No one likes a shouty professor. Last week, or a couple of weeks ago, yep. uh, I don't quite remember, we were uh, reviewing something. And um, we were reviewing... The Oscars. Yes. We were reviewing everything everywhere all at once, weren't yes. we? My memory's somebody to come back to me, thank you. We were reviewing everything everywhere all at once, and we were reviewing the Oscars, you know, congratulations, seven Oscar wins, blah, blah, blah. But the real star of that episode, Corey, mm. was your weekly rec. Correct. We recommended... Whiplash. Whi- whiplash. Yeah. Some cool whiplash. And the, the star of that film, and the Oscar winner of that film... Correct. ...was supporting actor for Mr. J.K. Simmons. Yep, indeed. That's, of course, very exciting. And we're happy to review that film today. Yep. We decided. We've both seen it. Why we not? Have, yeah. Corey didn't, Corey didn't give it a 10. No. You gave it what? A. It was like a 9 or 9.5. 9, 9.5. Something like that. And I said that, well, we'll end up reviewing it some, at some point anyway, so why not now? Yes. And of course, we're very happy to review it for you today. We are indeed. What do you remember about uh, Whiplash, Corey? So, uh, bearing in mind, it's been at least probably, when it's come out in 2014, I probably watched it in. Maybe 2018, so it's been it's been a few years, been about four four years since I've seen it. All I remember from this film is J.K. Simmons just being a very angry, very rude, very man. loud man. Throws a chair at people. Very rude man. Throws it's a chair very loud at man. Paul Neiman's head. Well, it's about um, is it called Andrew Neiman? I believe by yes. Miles. Um, is it Miles Teller? Yep. Yep. Who is trying to get into Schaefer Academy? Correct. The musical academy, and he's very good at the drums. He yes. likes to. With drumsticks, play on the drums, tap his foot, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. And he encounters J.J., I could call him J.K. Simmons. <laughs> What's his character's name again? Fletcher. Fletcher. It's Fletcher. And Fletcher is a very uh, mean professor, very rude. Yes. Very aggressive. Yep. And he's going to teach you whether to learn the drums you like it or not. He's going to shout at you, get in your face, spit on you, all that kind of horrible stuff that teachers really shouldn't be doing. Exactly. And... It's, it's not very effective because it drives Paul Neiman up the wall, obviously. Yes. He is gets recruited. He finds it's very tough. He can't, you know, he's having trouble with his uh, the guy that sits next to him mm-hmm. or guys that sits behind him. He's in trouble as well. And the whole crux of this film is they're trying to play Whiplash, which yes. is this jazz song. Correct. There's a whole orchestra. The, 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 the drums are a very important part. Mm-hmm. It's if Neiman can carry this 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 orchestra to uh, to success, obviously. Yeah. Um. Pretty much as a whole story, it's such a weird because I watched it going into it thinking, right, okay, it's a story about a guy who's playing drums and he goes to a jazz school. And that's it. That's all I know. Now you know what I knew a little bit more than that. Okay. What did you What did you know about Whiplash? 
I didn't see Whiplash when it first came out in 2014. No, never did I. Uh, I watched it on Netflix when it came out there. Yep. And the only reason I did watch it is because I remember... I'm a big fan of Spider-Man, uh, as we know. My J.K. Yep. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson impression is very good mm-hmm. and very accurate as well. Okay. I'm, maybe in a bit I'll give you a bit of a flavour. But I remember watching, you know, the clips of J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson in his office shouting at Hoffman and shouting at, you know, Barry and whatever and Peter Parker and, yep. you know, pictures of Spider-Man. And then there was a YouTube link on that. There was a sidebar, you know, the recommendations come up and it was... A, a picture of J.K. Simmons with a shouty face, and I thought, this is what I want to see. I clicked on it, and it was the very infamous scene of, of rushing or dragging from Whiplash. Yeah. I got into it immediately, like, where can I watch this? You know, I, I enjoyed that. And then I watched it, and I was thoroughly entertained. Yes. Good for Whiplash. It's it's a song about, you know, um, it's a song of the struggling artist, mm-hmm. isn't it? It was compared a lot to Black Swan at the time, if you ever watched that with um, Natalie Portman. It's been a while mm. since I've seen that one, um, but no, it's such an interesting because again, it's just an interesting concept, and also unintentionally, as I found out yesterday while doing some extra research for us, uh, unintentionally they didn't realise that one J.K. Simmons went to music school and mm. wanted to be a composer, and uh, number two, Miles Teller has been playing with drums since he was like young, pretty much like mm. ten or something. So it somehow ended up with you've got this one guy who can actually play the drums and does play the drums in the film. Uh, and you've got J.K. Simmons who wanted to do this as a, well, originally wanted to do this as a living before becoming an actor. No, oh, fell into place then pretty exactly. much. Exactly. Somehow ended up with the perfect pieces. Oh, that, that's fantastic. Um, but no, it's such an interesting film because a lot of it can be summed up with J.K. Simmons, very angry man, yes. shouts all the time. But the weird, like, the writing of this film and the way it's written and the way it's told is fantastic. There's a connection to another film that we reviewed as well. Mm. If you know what it's, if you know what it might be. Go on, hit me. Um, I've seen recent comparisons made to The Menu yep. with Whiplash. Mm. Because The Menu, you know, entices you in, oh, we have a fancy restaurant and an exclusive chef. Yep. Oh, we have a fancy music school and this very high-class teacher, he's going to teach you. Mm-hmm. But really, the chef's a, yep. a psychotic maniac who wants to murder all of his guests for, you know, mistreatment. Yep. And here we have the teacher who's a psychotic maniac who wants to beat up all his students for yeah. for being off-key or off-kilter. It's one of those things where you have someone like Fletcher... The, the teacher and the chef yep. are actually the wounded artists themselves yes. who never achieved the... Yes. Yeah. So you have someone like Fletcher who, on paper, you first see him and you just think, man, this guy is just a piece of work. He's awful. And as the film goes on, and as you maybe go back and rewatch it, maybe you watch a couple of video essays or whatever, you won't realise that he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make it, didn't make it. So now he's he's not... It's one of those weird things where you can kind of see where he's coming from. He's trying to now go, right, I'm going to pressure you into being perfect. Because if yeah. you're not perfect, you're not going to make it because I didn't. He tells that story of um, throwing a chair at your head. Yeah. He threw a chair at his head and then in the... And then in the was it a symbol or something like that? Um, and then he tells the story later to him in the yes. bar. And then he ends up doing it to him. Yep. It's one of those things where you're like, okay. It, some, at some point it starts to make sense of he didn't make it. So he's doing it with somewhat good intentions of I'm going to make this hell until you get it right so that you will always get it correct. Mm. Um 
because you see it in different scenes where like there's a scene where he's he's fired he plays the piano and he's just kind of certainly playing the piano and he's mm-hmm. doing whatever um and so he's not he's, he's a flawed character but when it makes sense he's not just angry he's not just mad for the sake of being he has his own reasons where you can kind of go okay we understand why you're doing it in like a weird way you kind of feel a little bit sorry for him but you're also kind of like yeah but you're also going a bit too far but at some point it makes perfect sense because mm. um, there's certain parts in this film where um, they have a, a folder which every single um, every single person has they've got their own folder which has all the sheet music on so they can have someone next to them who turns it so they know what to play next and whatever um, and he does a whole speech of right this is a folder no one lose it Mm. Um, and then there's a scene later on where eventually um, Andrew doesn't lose it. Andrew loses well, someone no, else's just, folder. He's in, well, he's he's given the folder, and the folder yes. has the music in it. And then he says to bring the folder, yep. but the folder goes missing. Correct. And he's like, I, I always forget that guy's line is is the understudy who gets really mad with him. He's like, find the folder. Yeah. Where's the folder? Yeah. <laughs> um, he loses someone else's folder, and then Fletcher turns around and goes. But it's yours. It's not Andrew's folder. It's yeah. your folder. It's your responsibility. And he blames the guy for it. So he there's certain it. parts where you're like, that's fair because you're giving, you're giving it to someone but else. Who took it's the yours. folder? Because they, they put it down and they go to the vending True. machine or whatnot. True. And it's not there. Mm. So who took the folder? I mean, realistically, probably Fletcher took the folder. <laughs> I think Fletcher took the folder to try and blame Neiman or. or I don't know if I'd blame Neiman or if he wants a reason to, like, put him in front. And so he has to kind of get rid of the other person rather right. than just kind of doing it in a, a normal way. Because maybe, maybe the other guy loses a folder all the time. And so he's going, right, I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm going to nick it on purpose okay. so you lose it. Because you also see that in this film, there's certain parts. Um, there's the guy who plays, I believe it's the trumpet, some kind oh, of... Oh, yes, yes. Um, instrument. Um, a yeah. instrument. and he goes, "Oh, are you in tune?" He, he's like, "Oh, are you out? Are you out of tune?" And the guy eventually oh, oh, says, "Yes,", yes. Yeah. and then he loses his mind with him, shouts it more times that like, you should have said it earlier. Yeah, um, and I believe, and I could be wrong, he was in tune. It was someone else who was out. Yes, uh, but I believe it's also the same when he's asking um, Andrew if he's rushing or dragging. The actual answer is he's doing none of them. He is on time, but he didn't know. But he's asking him, which then makes Andrew panic. What yeah. he wants Andrew to do is to turn around and say, I'm not, I'm on time. He's trying to make him have the confidence to go, no, I'm doing this correctly. Yeah. Um, and you see things like that where he's on purpose making them almost trick themselves out of it and make them think we're doing it wrong when they're not. Mm. Um, and there's stuff like that where you're like, it's going to mentally not be great for him, but you also you can kind of see why he's doing it. And it's such a great, as much as Andrew's a good character and as much as he's a great um, protagonist as much as Fletcher is a good antagonist yeah it's such a good like drama and weird f- uh, back and forth it's between a personal, these people as I like to say it's a personal drama Corey it is it, it, and a personal drama isn't isn't relying on you know mm. horror or romance yep. it's about the struggle of the of the of the individual yes the struggle of the people Fletcher is trying to get him to learn this thing he's 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 tough he's He's rude at times. He's he's aggressive, you know. Uh, verbally manhandles, you know. Very uh, very tough, obviously. Yep. But it's also about the 
the struggle of of Nima as well to get to grips with that. Yes. And you know when he in fact doesn't doesn't stand up, and you know the other guy on the trumpet who doesn't know he's out of tune. Uh, you think well. Yes, that's 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 quite cruel and vindictive, mm-hmm. but also you know he's doing it for his for his own reasons. Yeah, um, and this film does end up getting between both his characters very personal because mm. there's certain parts where Neiman's like, oh, I've I've earned this part or whatever, and he's like, okay, Fletcher's like, you got you got you got ten minutes, yeah. you get to go home and get your sticks, you got ten minutes. Mm-hmm. If you're on the stage in ten minutes, a part's yours. Um, and I believe he ends up getting like a truck crash or something. He does, it? yeah. He gets sidelined on, yeah. the, on the road, gets deboned, and. Has to you know and, and runs there when he's bleeding and yep. and covered in blood from a car crash. Because he gets there, but he makes it uh, just about, or he just doesn't make it. It's one of the two. I think he just does make it, but yeah. then he, he ends up flipping out and kicking the drum set and tackling Fletcher to the ground. Yes, there's the scene where uh, all three of the like. Oh yeah, Neiman, Neiman loses his girlfriend as well, yep. doesn't he? His girlfriend played by Melissa Benoist, who people will know from Supergirl. Yep. Was um his, his mm-hmm. girlfriend was Neiman's girlfriend loses her as yep. well. Um, there's a scene where all three of the like the jazz drummers that are in rotation are trying to play Whiplash, and they're constantly, as soon as they start playing, being told to swap over. Yeah. And then uh, Neiman starts playing, and his hands just start getting busted open, and mm. he's still playing, and the drums get covered in like apparently yeah. what was also actually his real blood sometimes. Wow. Um, but no, and it's one of those films as well where it tells the story of someone who wants something. But it takes a lot of effort to get it. Yeah, you gotta bite it for your art sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You gotta die for your art. But sometimes. then obviously, like, like I said, he loses his girlfriend, which to some yeah. people happens because they have to focus so much time on something else that they haven't got time for other things. And it's like, okay, well, how do you deal with it? What's the, um, you know, back and forth, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's such a weird, like, as much as it's a fiction film, if someone came up to me and went, yeah, I had a weird teacher who threw a symbol at someone's head, I'd be like, you know what? I, I could see that happening. I could weirdly see it was happening. If I was like, a, I can't name any famous jazz drummers. Um, if Jonathan Sugarfoot Moffat, there's one, uh, it's Michael Jackson's drummer, was like, yeah, back when I was learning, I got stuff thrown at me all the time or whatever. I'd be like, you know what? I believe that. I could weirdly believe that um, because it does seem real. And I think everyone has, at certain points, teachers that are, they don't like. Granted, probably having friends with your head. But, but who are tough, who are, yeah. who are, who are strict, there's, there's who are al- stern. There's always at school, you have one teacher you love who like come in singing like Carter Ray Jepsen. Yeah. And, and then you, and they always want to, oh, I don't want to go to his class because he's, he's just no, going to exactly. shout at me. I'm going to get it wrong. I'll tell you what, tell you what my IT teacher yeah. from, um, wait, no, sorry, and he wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. My, my geography teacher from secondary school. Yep. Sorry, Mr. Skelton, if you're out there. <laughs> I've, I've, I've name dropped you. Sorry, sorry about that, sir. Yeah. Uh, com- completely complete taskmaster. Yeah. But there was one day where I earned his respect yep. by knowing what Pangea was, and that was the only day where I earned his <laughs> somewhat respect. Nice. Every other day he was completely awful. Yep. And later I, I found out that um, he was a pub singer. Nice. He always like he was in some kind of pub band or yeah. something like that. Some you know old man yeah. pub band, you know, like a barbershop quartet or something. Yep. He was in one of them when I, well, I didn't find out that until I left. So, but yeah, he was my sort of the bane of my school uh, lessons. It's always for creative ones, isn't it? Mm. Who was your, who was yours? It's, it's, it's never like you know, it's never like your English or your math. Who was teachers. your worst teacher? Yeah, go on. worst. Um, hmm. Not to you, but like in general, like oh, everyone hates you know, Mr. Johnson. So at school, which one? Which school? 
there wasn't really one that was like bad bad we had an art teacher that was a bit similar mm. where it was like um you almost felt like you couldn't necessarily be you couldn't do something wrong however at college so a bit about a uh, bit higher than that mm. there was a we had like uh, three teachers in college who were all teaching media that's what i did um all of them were like that no 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 oh. We had three teachers who were teaching us media yeah, yeah, yeah. in rotation. Two of them were great. And then you have the one that's in charge of the media course. Right. Which is the one that was always had to be the kind of more uh-huh. stern because he's the one in charge. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a similar thing. Anytime, like, we, like, um, saw not type of a tripod once back, so then they got shouted at, someone yeah. did whatever they got shouted at. But then eventually you do start to kind of, as soon as they notice that you're putting in work or you're putting in effort, they kind of go, okay. Yeah. Now you're actually doing things, and it's you know what mm. I'm telling you is rubbing off. You get a bit of respect, and you go, yeah, okay, right? Yeah. Or you know, oh, I'm gonna do this weird, f- push myself to this weird thing that I definitely can't do when in that sh- time when frame. When you show your, you know, yeah. your effort, and you and you push the work yep. out, they'll they'll soften up on you. Because it was like, oh, we uh, did a project where it's like, okay, right, you guys make a music video. Mm. Um, and I remember that I was like, right, okay, but, uh, the band that I had because you had to find your own band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't want to be in it. And I was like, right, so I can either film some random B-roll for three minutes, or they were like, yeah, we're coming on a weird psychedelic thing. I'm like, right, I'm going to have to make this on After Effects. Mm. So I told him, and I was like, we have like a, I forgot how long it was, like two weeks, three weeks to make a music video. And I remember having a conversation being like, I'm having to, I'm going to try and make this music video on After Effects. And it's like, you haven't got enough time. Mm. But I'm like, yeah, but this is the only option I have. And it's, it, you kind of have the whole thing of, right, if you can now, do it. now well, he knows you're trying yeah, to push that time yeah. frame. He's now going to go right. I'm going to do what I can to now make sure you do get it. Mm-hmm. I've told you you won't. I don't have time. You're still going to try and do it. So now I'm going to try and we help you do it. We have the same thing. Our final year project in, in college yeah. was a short film. We had a half. An hour, you've watched it. We had a half mm. an hour kind of thriller to crimes type short film, yep. right? And the last couple of days, if with our biggest shoot, that was yep. our biggest shoot down at. Um, like this kind of underground sort of reservoir, yep. uh, train station type thing, old train station. And we wanted to go there for our last, like, our last weekend for it to be in. You know, we had a week, and then it would have to be in, right? Our last yep. weekend of shooting. And my uh, teacher looked at me that I was telling her this plan, and she thought, you'd, and she said to me, you know, if this is wrong or you don't get it, you yep. know, it's your, it's your butt, basically. Yep. It's your buttocks are on the line. So you've got, you've got to perform. And I was like, don't worry, I'll do it. I'll, I'll be able to do it. And thank goodness we did it. Yes. Um, It it, it was that look like, you know, this is you on the plate, you know, if you don't do this. And it happens. Because everyone's like, oh, I don't like him. But I'm like, we did a documentary in uh, in, uh, my third year, but our second year was level three. And he wrote the email for us. He's like, Mm. right, I want you to get this guy to interview him. I'm going to write your email to make it sound as professional as possible so that he will say yes. And he did. Um, And for the final project, he was like, right. I tried to do something, it didn't pay off. And he was like, right, here's a whole list of like music videos to watch mm. that are kind of in a similar vein. Take yeah. stuff from all of this. And it's because throughout the years, you try and push it, you try and do things, and eventually he goes, right, okay, now I'm going to give you the answers that you want because you've mm. tried doing it yourself. Um, you've never tackled him to the ground and kicked over a drum set? No. Oh. No, I, I have not. But you have played the drums. I have played the I'm drums. I'm aware you've played the drums. How tough is, is playing the drums for It's really hard. Yeah. Um, put it this way. Uh, I haven't played it for uh, for a while. I stopped playing when I was about mm, 10, maybe. I played it for a good couple of years. Mm. Um, and even now, going back to it, one, it's difficult because you've got four limbs practically doing different things. 
Yeah. You've got one arm doing one thing, one arm doing the other thing. Well, in my experience, foot. never played the drums. Exactly. Never ever played the drums. Never you've, want to. You've got one foot doing one thing. It's to the point where we did music class in uh, secondary school again, and you, we were doing Eye of a Tiger, which is very simple. Yeah. Um, bum, 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 yep. bum. You've got one arm doing cymbals in a one, two, three, four. So it's one, two, three, four in cymbals. It's two, four is for snare. So yep. it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Drumming with Corey. Thank you. And then one and three is the uh, your right foot. So it's right hand is one, two, three, four. And then it's right hand, right foot, right hand, left hand, right hand, right foot, right hand, left hand. And you have to keep doing that the whole time. And it caught everyone out because they, they couldn't keep it going because their like, foot would hit when the other hand hit. It confused everyone. Right. It's like, that's for you basic of basic drum beats you can do jazz whole nother level mm. <laughs> jazz drumming's nuts it's so complicated on a completely different vein so you're well aware of the struggles of, yep. of andrew neiman here with Correct. this he's trying a jazz drum yeah jazz is you get rock and you get weird like time signatures and rock but jazz is a completely different ballpark mm. and it's nuts what people can do to the point where i can't remember his name um but like, because a lot of it is also sheet music. A lot of drummers don't read sheet music. Mm. Um, a lot of why not? Because when they, it's a lot of drummers and also a lot of guitarists when they learn, they learn by sound. So right. they don't read sheet music. They'll like they'll play a song and they'll just listen back and play it. So they just learn how you play it visually or by ear. Mm. But they don't read sheet music. Whereas in this and in other kind of jazz stuff, you have to because it's in front of you and you're playing like ten songs. So you mm. probably literally just learned like a week ago or something. Um, it's nuts. It's completely nuts. So also, if you're in a whole massive jazz thing, then everyone sounds the same. You're the one person who's off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to sound good. And then J.K. Simmons is going to notice. Yeah. And he's going to come over to you and he's going to slap gonna you. He's going to yeah. go, are you rushing or are you dragging? Exactly. He's going to call you fat and tell you to get a Big fat Mac. Says, get a Big Mac. There's no Mars bar <laughs> down there. Yeah. You know, that was... <laughs> That was my plan, honestly, for this episode. I forgot it when we got here. My plan was I'm going to try and buy some Mars bars so we can eat them together. Yeah. But it turned, turned out, didn't, didn't turn out that way, though. However, our real rating for Whiplash, mm. do you, have you been putting some thought into this? You've already given it a 9.5. Yeah, I gave it a 9.5. 9. Will, will you re-rate it? It's going to stay or what would it you is. like to give me... Right, I'll give it... So it's up it's to me you. now. Yep. Up to me now. Will I go higher? Will I go lower? Well, it's not going to get a 10 because we're reviewing it, so it can't. Yes. I'm going to give it an. I want to give it an eight or an eight point five. I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. Because I feel like an eight point five will be too close to your rating. Yep. So for purely for that reason, I'll give it an eight. Okay. Even though I feel like the next film we're gonna review for our episode after Easter may get more than that, but I'm I'm not sure. Whiplash, however, really brings in uh, the pressure. It brings in the heat. It, it's one of those. I don't want to say a film is stressful to watch, Corey, but there's some there's certain points where Neiman's really getting torn into by yep. by Fletcher, and you're like, oh, I wish you know this wasn't happening. Yeah, this poor guy's trying to tie his craft and trying to get good, get 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 good. Uh, he can't get good nope. because Fletcher is throwing symbols at his head and and uh, slapping him and, and and kicking him around. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want to be yelled at by J.K. Simmons. No, awful. no, do I? I think there's a list of people I want to get yelled at. I don't want to yell at J.K. Simmons. No, no, he'll be... He could be too... He'll be... Yep. He'll be mean. He'll be bad. Yeah. Bad to the bone. Yeah, he would. No. Nope. Not a chance. No, not a chance against J.K. Simmons. Not a chance. 
Because he wants those pictures of Spider-Man, goddammit. Where's those pictures of Spider-Man? Cash money, Spider-Man. What's it? Get that portfolio off my, off my page desk before I go into a diabetic coma. Great. He stole my suit. He's a thief, a criminal. He should be strung up by his web. See, I'm good. I'm great at it. So who is Spider-Man? He's a criminal, that's who he is. A vigilante, a public menace. What's he doing on my front page? Great. Uh, nice. There you are, JK. Thanks for that, J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. Great, <laughs> great to hear from you again. Hoffman! Yeah. Yes, and then Hoffman comes around the corner. Yep. There you go. And there's that one bit in Spider-Man 3 where... J- J- JK is talking I call him JK like that's his character's name yep. uh, JK Simmons is talking to uh, Eddie Brock and Peter Parker and he says you want a staff job or you want a staff job anyone care about what I want and then Hoffman puts the door and goes I do and then he, JK goes shut up get out shut up get out <laughs> uh, it's great it's that whole scene where he's doing the pills yes he's trying to unpot the pills and he's like he's like the, his secretary is like your wife told me to watch the anger and, and the, every time she presses the intercom, it jiggles the desk and yeah. it knocks all his pills off. Uh, I do miss, I miss the Spider-Man Raimi trilogy. Maybe we should do yeah. that one day. Well, we should review that one day. That is true. Uh, we'll, it will be we'll, 50% J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson impression and 50% actually talking about the film. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. You can't be doing anything else. Spider-Man, are you rushing or are you dragging? Good answer! He wasn't doing a cigar while in the film. He wasn't. He didn't have a cigar in Whiplash. Yeah. But he could have done. Could have done. It is true. You are correct. Yeah, thank you. Yes, you're, you're welcome. When was the last time you watched the Raimi Spider-Man the trilogy? Oh, boy. Um, I would... Oh, God, that is a good question, actually. Mm. Uh, I used to have the original, the first one on, on uh, VHS. Right. Um, so I used to watch that up until uh, maybe when I was like six or seven. So you're looking at least like 13, 14 years. And perhaps we can indulge us in some whiplash trivia, Corey. Okay. Do you have some whiplash trivia? I do indeed. I've literally got it up right now. Okay. Okay. You ready for us? Yeah. Blow me away. Uh, the film was shot in 19 days. What? Amazing. That's a, that's a quick turnaround. Yep. Uh, J.K. Simmons stated his character Fletcher calling Andrew a self-righteous little mm, was the only line he improvised apparently oh. uh, J.K. Simmons also won 47 awards for his role Excellent. as Fletcher including an Oscar uh, it's also one of the lowest grossing movies ever to be nominated for the Academy Award oh, for Best congratu- Picture oh well congratulations because um, it's very it's very per- it's personal drama isn't yes. it it's two people yep uh Miles Teller had been drumming since he was 15 years old, took additional lessons four hours a day, three days a week to prepare for the movie. Okay. Uh, Jake Simmons also had to retake piano lessons for this film as well. Mm. Um, because, like I said before, there's that one scene where he's sat in the uh, like yeah, blues yeah. bar or whatever it is, blues playing, bar, playing, playing piano, a little yeah. piano tune. Uh, here's some fun goofs for you while we're here as well. Okay. I'll hit you with a couple of goofs. I thought you said fun goofs there. Nope. Like, Was there going to be a goose in this film? No. Nope. Nope. Fun goofs. Goof. Uh... What have we got? Why do I want to know what car he drives in the film? Okay, sure. What car does he drive? Rental car. Andrew drives. It's a 2004 to 2007 Ford Taurus. Nice. Is that a goof? <laughs> Apparently. Ah. They say it's in the goof section. 
Uh, where's the, give me the, here we go, what we got. When Fletcher throws a chair at Neiman, but Taurus is behind Neiman in the first shot and missing the second. Probably removed to avoid being hit by the chair. Oh, maybe he's, he's just, to, you know, he dodged out of the way really quickly. Uh, what else we got? Several times Andrew's bleeding and his hands are covered in band-aids, the next day he's fine. Oh. That's just, good, good skincare routine, that's probably. Just, yeah, that's just films for you, to be fair. That's just taking care of injuries. Um, in water, a bit of lemon juice. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, Everything geography. The, the band leader counts off by saying five, six, seven, eight, which is the way dancers count off. Jazz musicians, one, two, one, two, three, four. Ah. See? F. There's a little, there you go. Not exactly as accurate as... No. I just bumped my nose on my microphone. Not exactly <laughs> as accurate as, as you think. Yep. Um... But no, overall as a film, it is really good. It's a really, really good film. It's one of the rare films that actually revolve around music as well. Mm. Um, I love how music is like an art craft as well. Yeah. And the story of, of as I said, of the, of the struggling artist and trying to find your way in, 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 you know, what you're good at. Andrew Neiman is a good drummer, but Fletcher doesn't think he is. No. Because he says that what is the famous line? There's nothing more destructive in the world than telling someone good job. I've literally just found that quote yeah, right there now. There you go. Uh, it's, for us, it's, it's, uh, there are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. Yeah. Uh, can I actually quote any of these that haven't... Can I, are any of these radio-friendly? Probably not. <laughs> Onwards to the weekly rec, Corey. What have you got for us this okay. week? For our weekly rec. So, uh, I was in my head, like always, trying to wrap Zombies. it around. Yep. Uh, going, right, okay. Well, I can recommend something involving J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. I uh, was thinking, well, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going to recommend Spider-Man. Um, uh, I'm not going to recommend, like, was it Red Santa or whatever? He's just been in with The Rock. Okay, yes, yes. And I was thinking, okay, what about Miles Teller? Like, no, I'm not recommending uh, Fantastic Four. Fan Four Stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I was thinking, okay, right, what about, what about films that revolve around music? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I can't recommend School of Rock. I've already done it. Mm-hmm. And we've already covered it. And then I was like, okay, well, wait a minute. I have an idea. I was talking to a friend recently that I wanted to recommend this film. Okay. And I believe, technically, I've recommended the first film before. Right. But I've not recommended the second one. Okay. What have you got so for I'm us? I'm going to read it back. Uh, and I'm going to recommend uh, Wayne's World 2. Wayne's World 2? The second Wayne's World okay. film. Okay, okay. Uh, I believe uh, many moons ago, like early, early days before we started Spotify and that, that right, stuff. Right, yes. Um, I recommended Wayne's World, um, okay. the first one, and uh, so now I'm going to recommend Wayne's World Two. But and what would you, what do you think of Wayne's World Two? Can you give me a Wayne's World Two? Uh, revolves around two people, yeah, like, follow on from Wayne's World, Wayne's uh, World. Yeah, Wayne and Garth, who are putting on a music festival okay. called Wayne Stock. That's the whole plot of the film. Is they're trying to put on a festival and uh, right. get all these people and to play on it and to get money. One of the people was Aerosmith and that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. it's just a big nineties comedy. Um, if you're aware of SNL. The yeah. character started on SNL and then it kind of became its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a very good comedy film. Very funny. Kind of a bit. You can tell it's like a 90s thing, but not in a bad way. It's more of a charm than a... The, ch- the charm of the 90s, Corey. Yeah, it's more... You, 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 can, you know what? You can sense the charm of the 90s. You look back when on it. When films from the 90s, you're like, I can sense the charm of yeah. the 90s. You look back on it and you go, this is charming. You don't look back on it and go... B's jokes have aged poorly. Mm. <laughs> or like, this is cheesy now, or whatever. It's very funny, it's very good. And also, the amount of times I've gone to people and I've gone, oh, do you know what Wayne's World is? Or I've quoted Wayne's World, or I've done something about Wayne's World, and no one has a clue what I'm on really? about. Really? I thought you were about to say the opposite. I thought you were about to say everyone knows Wayne's nope. World. Oh. No one. The amount of times that I've 
and something around ways for. I've met like two people that know what it is. This is a this is a controlled tangent, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you might be familiar with the internet artists and media entertainers, as they're called, mm-hmm. uh, known as Rhett and Link. Yep. Are you familiar with them? Yes. Mystical Morning. They're often Correct. compared to Wayne's World. They are. Because Link looks like um, yes. Dana Carvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Rhett doesn't look like Wayne, but I no. guess I guess if one of them does, you have one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's all the comparison you need for. As yeah. I've always said, if someone, if one, of, if one of the duo looks like someone, yeah. then it doesn't really matter. It's close Isn't enough. that right, Fred Siriex? <laughs> and who do we say you were? Were you we Gordon? Say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Honestly, <laughs> if you look, as long as you look like Fred, then it doesn't matter who I look like. Yeah, that's as true. I said, that's true. And what's your weight? What's your rating for? So, Wayne's World 2. I can't remember what I gave the first one, but I know I gave it high. But I prefer the second Wayne's World to the first one. Okay. So I'm going to make sure this rating is high, and hopefully it's higher than the first film that I gave mm-hmm. it. Uh, this is getting at least a 9. Wow. Might possibly stretch it to a 9.5. That's a high, that's, that's, that's a very high praise there. Because it's uh, one of, generally, one of the, one of the greatest comedies. Do you comedies. feel like we've, set, this might be a discussion for maybe after the episode, but we can do it now. Okay. Do you feel like we've perhaps saturated the real rating format? In what way? Because everything gets quite high ratings. Everything does get quite high ratings. generally that's, speaks to our reviewing tact I think, than anything else. I think what it is, is because when we cover a film, obviously our weekly rack are mainly going to get high ratings. Because yeah. why, why would why we would recommend we something, something we didn't like? Exactly. Why exactly. would we pick something we want the people to watch or um, listen to that we don't like? Unless you're like me and you pick Hoodwinked for the whole sake of yeah. um, we're going to watch it because it's awful. Mm. Um, or I think uh, like no, I think like or you know, or was like something like Ainsley Harriet Cuscus, which is just completely ridiculous because exactly. the menu was so good. Um, and then when we review films, we already, I think we kind of review films that we know are going to be good, unless mm-hmm. it's like Shark Exorcist or that kind of like that level of bad. Yeah, where we can like we can get a bit of a laugh out of this. Most films we review are like we know it's going to be good, we know it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. We'll watch it, and then that's it. We'll watch it, and then we'll give it every. Well, I feel like. Or unless it's Cats or Shark Exorcist. Or Shark Exorcist or Army of the Dead. Yeah. That gets, you know, completely slated by us. Yeah. But I feel like once in a once in a while having that kind of review is kind of keeps us, yep. you know, on our toes a bit. Once in a while, go, oh well, this wasn't very good. Okay, well, let's talk about it because it might be entertaining. Yep. That's because that's what we're here to do, basically. You yes. know, red light comes on, it's whoa, hey, entertain the people, that kind of thing. So we don't want to go, here's something we really dislike. Because yeah. who wants to hear about 50 minutes of negativity if it's not funny? That's yes. what, what are you here for? Exactly. And we're not funny enough to talk about 50 minutes of negativity. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We're not funny enough to make it entertaining. No. But we are funny enough to make something good entertaining. Yes. Which is nice. Or at least hear about... Because it reminds me, strangely, of Ratatouille. <laughs> now, stay with me here. Good old Ratatouille. Yes. Yeah. The end of Ratatouille yeah. is the monologue by Peter O'Toole's... Uh, Anton Ego. Yes. If you remember. Yes, I do. Talking about, but we should review Ratatouille. Why are we doing that? That's a fair point. Yeah. We could. Well, I bet that's on Disney Plus. We could just do that any time. I also could have recommended that for the menu because it's about food. You could have exactly <laughs> missed opportunity there. Nah, because Anton Ego. Anton Ego. Yeah. Anton Ego. Yep. If he reminds me very much of Wesley Harriet, the uh, you know, gives a monologue talking about criticism, and his one of his first points is that criticism. N- when criticism is of something bad, it's fun to write and to read. But normally, the average bad thing that we're criticising has more worth to the people that did it than our criticism, you know, designating it of no worth. Right? 
even the dialogue of the critic and the dialogue of understanding that something that is bad and you know pointing and laughing at it is fun. It's fun, yeah. It's fun to fun to degrade something, but it's also thinking of well, he's taken the the person's taken the bother to do something, right? And then it reminds me of I don't know. I might mention this again, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, when I go around YouTube, I found a video of a guy who you might have watched this, who uh, does uh, stone carving for headstones. Yep. And when he was doing it, he was talking about writing poetry, and he said that he is looked down upon for writing poetry done by inferior poets or people who don't write poetry very often. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, he writes, reads these poems, and you know, he cringes because the wording is so awful. And, and but he's this man is, is who's written this poem has taken the bother to write a poem about, you know, his wife and yep. what sort of his wife, how much he loves her, right? And he looks past the writing and the wording and just thinks of the love. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's what it's all about. Uh, yes, sure, Shock Exodus might be a horribly made film and, 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 and Zack Snyder and Dave Bautista shouldn't put much time into one of the day that they would have. But at the end of the day, it's probably more, you know, Army of the Dead probably made more money than I'll ever make in my yeah. lifetime, yeah. right? And Shock Exodus has probably got more views on YouTube than we'll ever get. Exactly. Also, so there's probably a good couple of days on set as well. So we exactly. So what are we doing? Yeah. Exactly. That's the gra- that's the grander point. Well, it's and not only that, but it links back to to Whiplash, doesn't yep. it? Because Whiplash is all about a creator whose work isn't seen as as the best he could do. Yep. It's like the whole. I've had this discussion with many people about um, oh uh, anyone who's either. Um, like, I'm going to self-publish a book on, like, Amazon because you can do it yourself, pretty mm. much. But then we're like, oh, but people won't, you know, we'll look down on people because it's not traditionally published yes. by HarperCollins or Penguin, Penguin <laughs> um, or, or Puffin mm. or other... Other bird-related publishers are available. Yeah, other other publishing houses exist that mm. I can't think of currently. Other publishing houses are available, <laughs> of course. Um, and it's like, yeah, but, but self-published books are... Still good. So probably books are the majority of our people get the start in the game, yeah. you know. Um, Don't be ashamed of that, never. Or, you know, if you're a musician but you're not signed to a record label. Yeah, exactly. Um, stuff like that is, yeah. There is definitely kind of a, a, a break. If you're a professional wrestler not in a, and you're not in yes, a, Yes, you know, and you're on the independent circuit. On the circuit. independent circuit, exactly. There's loads of, uh, there's loads of examples. Yeah. But no, it's, it's stuff like that is... Uh, common and around, but being like you said, the people who write the uh, self-published books have probably put a lot, a lot of work because they have to, because they've yeah. got to do it all by themselves. So they'll do the cover themselves, or do the, mm. you know, um, they'll put a lot of thought into uh, how it's written or the font or yeah. whatever and the story. And the people who make their own music will do the same thing. And uh, mm. independent wrestlers will looking to get seen and want looking to, to get something seen big to you know, um, but also have more of an interaction with a crowd because yeah, it's exactly. a smaller crowd and that exactly. kind of thing. Um, so yeah. build up a following a bit easier, you know, yes. that kind of thing. Um, and it's just stuff like that, where it's like, you know, like, we're not, we're, we're on radio, and we're, we're, on, on radio. we're on podcast, Yeah, we're on podcast. but we're not, like, signed to a, a, a podcast label. No, no, we're not sponsored no. by anything, you know, not like we're looking for a sponsor, no. you know, come on Ainsley, you can but, do it. But we're just doing it on our, off our own backs. Off our own the backs. of, you know. Off our own backs. I spent £11 to get here today. <laughs> £11. I spent two. Oh, excellent! Every week, yeah, goes down my drain. Yeah, for for this, so it's not worth it. We have a bill, we have a budgety, we have a budgeting here. Yeah, um, you know, but we 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 have fun. We do things. We put it out there. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's all of what it's all about at the end of the day, isn't it, Corey? Yeah, exactly. It's all about whether you can enjoy yourself. I don't want to get too philosophical, <laughs> but it's all about it's all about the enjoyment of it. It's all about uh, what you can do in life that keeps you going. Mm. And for the for me, it's this. To be honest, this is one of the greatest joys that I've ever done in my life. Being able to be with my best friend and and talk about things we all enjoy and have a have a good laugh once once a week, once every two weeks. Pretty much, yeah. Good old jolly. Goodness, I don't want to start crying or anything, but wow, it's, it means a lot to me. Corey, Do it, you know? you'll get views. The most, oh no, gone wrong, gone, give gone us, emotional. Give us the views. Give us the views. Gone emotional. Give us the listeners. Oh, exactly. We'll take a th- we'll take a, a thumbnail where my head's like blown up and there's a big red circle. Like I'm about to cry. I'm like, oh, and then you're in the background, like, yeah, looking really shocked. Yeah. Can we do that? Sure. <laughs> Why not? The real show, gone wrong, gone yep. emotional. <laughs> However, that was our review of Whiplash. Correct. I'm glad we actually talked a bit more about it, better than our Black Panther 2 review. Yep. Um, and again, an amazing wreck for uh, the Wayne's World 2. So go out, watch Wayne's World 2, watch Whiplash. Watch, also if I can recommend something else, there's a 50 minute video on YouTube, a compilation of all of, in HD, in 4K, of J. Jonah Jameson's scenes from the Spider-Man Raimi trilogy, 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Go and watch that as well. Okay. All right? Yep. You can find that pretty easily. Sure. Thank you for listening and watching The Real Show this week. And happy Easter. Have a nice Easter with your family. You know, eat some chocolate, eat some, have a Sunday roast. Uh, sounds good on us, doesn't it, Corey? Yes, it does. All right. Thank you very much. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.